Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. So we've got a Gabby Award we've got to get to. Always love those in a weird sort of way. They make me very, very angry. They make me disappointed in humanity. But at the same ah, time, yes. I enjoy them, which is weird. Maybe I'm a masochist? Well, these people need a kicking, and you give them a kicking. Masochist is where you like hurting yourself, right? Uh, sadist. Yeah, masochist is you like to be hurt, whether by yourself oh, or somebody else. Yeah, well, I'm a masochist. The, the fact that I like the Gabby, because it makes me unhappy. I don't know. It feels like we're fighting back to me. What's the whole joke about sadists and masochists about punching yourself in the face or whatever? There's some. I don't remember. (laughs) Right. If I whip myself, am I a sadist or a masochist? If I like whipping myself. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a complicated one. Um, After seeing the probable outcome of the Georgia elections, I am for the first time in my life experiencing a physical anxiety about the future of my country and my family due to politics. Am I overreacting? Says this texter. Hmm. I think you're probably overreacting, but some pretty crazy s could happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would say uh, the the factors that would tend to make you less stressful follow. Number one, two years down the road, less than two years down the road, the midterm elections are historically almost certain to be a backlash against the Democrats. One or both houses going back to the Republicans. It's just what always happens. Secondly, there are enough moderates in the uh, the Senate 
and a small enough majority in the House for the Democrats that the really crazy stuff, it's not going to have enough votes. No, it's so close to 50-50 in both the Senate and the House. If it were, if they had a good, you know, 30-person lead in the House and five extra senators to play with, I would actually be trying to figure out how to put my money in a foreign bank account or something. Uh, crazy stuff is going to happen, but. And the third thing is that the uh, the crazy people in the Democratic Party don't have nearly enough votes to get their stuff through. There are still a hell of a lot of moderates that aren't nearly as exciting, so you don't hear about them on the news nearly as much. But they have the power in the Democratic Party. And also, you know, final thought, and then maybe, Jack, you want to pile on, but Joe Biden has nothing like a mandate. I mean, God, how much of his, uh, his support was just, we're tired of Trump. Man, people, Pretty significant. People always think they do, though. 104% of it. People always think right. they have a mandate. Um, well, you say you have a mandate. Yeah. but uh, And plus, uh, Biden's on his last leg. And then you're going to have Kamala, who is about as appealing as a, a paper cut. And the more people... Well, and, and keep in mind, both she and Biden hit out. They didn't campaign. They had no campaign. They just sat around and were not Trump. So once people get to know that Biden is senile and then deceased, and 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 Kamala Harris is as welcome as a fart in a crowded elevator, yeah. Come on now. there's gonna be there's gonna Come be on. an anti mandate. Please. Oh, that reminds me. Somebody sent us a meme going around. It's uh, Mel Gibson from Braveheart shouting freedom. <laughs> The Kamala Harris plagiarizing MLK thing. So skin-crawling. Now, I don't traffic in this sort of stuff, but am I correct that there is a... That Harry Styles is dating Olivia Wilde? <laughs> yes, you are correct, sir. Is, am He's I correct? a singer, right? Is she an actress? He was the lead singer of One Direction, yeah. and then he left the band. Yeah, uh, Olivia Wilde actress uh, was... Uh, with uh, Sudeikis for quite some time. Yeah, I don't actually care. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's a QAnon conspiracy that Michelle Obama's a dude, right? I've heard that, yes. So She's I, not. I saw a meme, and it's uh, Michelle Obama is in the doorway of the room looking at Barack, and Barack is sitting at the computer. And uh, she says, are they, st- <laughs> this is terrible. I don't no, believe Michelle Obama's I'm, I'm, a dude. Should and we I, and even I, do this? Off my way. Think about it carefully. This was from like. This is live. This was like, <laughs> this is from like three weeks, by the way, three weeks ago. So that helps the story. But the joke is, so Michelle Obama's in the doorway. She's, she's looking in Barack's on the computer and she says, are they still talking about my testicles? And he said, <laughs> no, they're on to Hunter Biden now. <laughs> wow! Which I thought, what the hell kind of world do we live in where any of that makes any sense and all fits together all right it's just i mean i mentioned we've got uh we've got one acquaintance of the family that uh, we're in communication with quite regularly that is a uh pretty serious QAnon person i never can tell which people are 100 percent serious about all this stuff or, or which people are kind of um, I don't know what the right word would be. It's not a lark. It's not. A, it's um, a persona. It's a. It's a gesture. It's. A, I don't know what. Like, I, don't uh, uh, I refer to it as larping. The live action role play. They they enjoy the, uh, the engaging in those things, even if they don't wholly accept them. 
Right. Well, it's a merit badge showing I'm on this side. Like I saw a T-shirt with the, I'm trying to find it now, the WWFCS or whatever on it. And I had to be told that that's a, that's a QAnon shirt. And then I looked it up. Um, and yeah, sure enough. So if you see that, that's uh, somebody that's either enjoying being part of the group or actually believes all the stuff. Do we get to know what FCS is? I'll find that. I'll find that for you. The Bowl Championship Series? I'll find that for you. Ohio um, State. We got and this. Somebody, Alabama. We got this text, and I just bring it up because um, it has affected my life. Somebody, uh, somebody texted that their washing machine, the hose broke, and water went all over the floor, and they had, had been dripping on the floor and had been happening for a while, and they didn't know it, and they've got mold. And they just basically said, God help me, because they heard my story that uh, my toilet was leaking. And then I had the plumber come, and they pulled the toilet and said, oh, it's been leaking underneath here for a long time, maybe years. And then so then you have the mold people, you have the insurance people come out, then the mold people. There's like five different layers of satisfying various regulations and health inspectors and stuff like this on that. Anyway, I had two bathrooms completely torn out of my house, most of the kitchen and the laundry room at this point. Oh, my gosh. If mold takes over your home. Uh, you're at the mercy of the mold people. I have no reason to suspect that they aren't being honest with me, but I have no idea. And there's a lot of money involved. What? So they come to you and say, yeah, it turns yeah, out we got to tear out this the room next. There are 10,000 different kinds of mold, and you've got the, the toxic kind that you can't have. Wow. And this is what we got to do. Wow. And what, do you get a second opinion on that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I have, and they both said yes. I, like I said, I have no reason to think they're lying to me, but right, sure. if it's that easy to say to somebody, I know you got the bad kind, I'm afraid we're going to have to do $10,000 worth of work here. Um, you know, what are you going to do? And in my particular case, my son is uh, uh, allergic to the mold, and it affects the inflammation in his brain that he's got, and so it's a fairly big deal for us. The capper to the story is that the insurance company who suggested to me that I make a claim on both the bathrooms and the laundry room, then dropped me saying you've got too many claims. No, more than one claim, and you lose your homeowner's insurance. I said, you're the ones who told me to make the second claim. Still don't understand how that's not criminal. I don't either, and I've contacted the uh, the state insurance people to try to work that out, too. But anyway, so I got my homeowner's insurance dropped. I lost my homeowner's insurance. So now I'm doing some crazy, expensive emergency thing until I can find something else. But... My recommendation would be, unless your house burns to the ground or, you know, some just overwhelmingly expensive claim, do not make the claim. Pay cash for it. That'd be my recommendation just based on what has happened to me. Judy and I have always gone with the policy, and you can, you know, this depends on what your income is and how much money you have in the bank and the rest of it, and I understand that, but uh, go high deductible in all your insurance. Well, you might as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, because if you make a claim, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. So, so don't pay high premiums no, no, no. for low deductibles. I mean, like, I got my windshield. I had to replace my windshield in my car. I about had a heart attack when they told me how much it was going to be, but... I'm, I'm going to pay for it. Sure. Because if I make the claim, I'm screwed. Yeah. For a lot more than I'm paying for the windshield. That's a heck of an interesting thing. Been paying homeowner's insurance my entire life, never made a claim. You finally legit have something happen, you lose your insurance. Should have torched the place. Should have gone for the full Monty. Are we on the air? Check one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and God help you if you ever get mold in your house.
Yeah, that's yeah. a bad thing, man. Yeah. And then no it kidding. stays in the air. So if you end up in with any other moist spot until you get all the mold removed from your house, the mold can uh, immediately latch onto that and start growing anywhere in your home. Could be underneath your house. Could be up in the ceiling where you can't find it. Could be inside the walls where there's no way to know it. it's there until it's too late. Oh, it's a nightmare. Right. You do not right. want mold in your house. Yeah. Gosh, dang it. And then, you know, when you go to sell the place... You have to disclose all that, I know, under Cal Unicornia laws yeah. and show all the certificates of demoldification or whatever the heck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, Certificates uh, a, of demoldification. A wide-ranging vid update, including a Gavi Award to come, plus various policy decisions, restaurateurs actually being jailed for opening their doors. Wow. Uh, all sorts of crazy. I love a good plus, Gavi Award. Plus, Jack, you got to update us on that dang uh, South African variant. Yep. I got my eye on it. Coronavirus! That's right, Cardi B. Yeah, but which one, Cardi? Which one? Yeah, the South African one not only spreads faster, it might be able to avoid the vaccines. They're not sure yet. More on that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. to name Merrick Garland the Attorney General. Merrick Garland famously would have been put up as a Supreme Court Justice by Barack Obama, but Mitch O'Connell, uh, Mitch McConnell blocked it, claiming, hey, you can't do that in an election year, um, <laughs> which you can, but... That worked. It was power Watch politics. Me. It was power politics and it worked, so this is a little bit of a slap back, I guess. And I remember at the time thinking he seems like a decent enough dude, so I'm not horrified by him being the Attorney General. Mm. Unless there's yeah. something about him I don't know. Right, right. I'm looking at the clock. Sorry, I, was, uh, I wandered back from the bathroom a little late. Hey, can we... Uh, you okay? We, uh, How's your stream? Uh, <laughs> thank you for your concern, sir. Uh, I'm playing this just because it's so good. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the two journalists who broke the Watergate story uh, on uh, on cable news. This is all... Carl Bernstein in recent cable news appearances. So this in some ways is worse than Watergate. This is something far worse than occurred in Watergate. This is very different than Watergate and more dangerous in many ways. This could be worse than Watergate. I've said before that what we're seeing uh, is worse than Watergate. So that's the first big difference of why this is worse than Watergate. I think this is a potentially more dangerous situation than Watergate. What we are watching in the Trump presidency is worse than Watergate. Those were all different stories he was talking about. Going back to, I think, 2015. I think before Trump even took uh, took office. Right, right. So as Tucker Carlson pointed out, his entire role on cable news appears to be to come on and declare that something's worse than Watergate. We get it. You were part of Watergate. Umpiring in baseball these days is worse than Watergate. The weather over the weekend was worse than Watergate. (laughs) Hilarious. Uh, So I have a a variety of COVID updates to get to, but I want to make sure we have time for... The Gabby Awards, live from the COVID studios in downtown Los Angeles. 
These are the Gavies, the Gavin Newsom Awards for government hypocrisy during the time of COVID. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Do a we, couple of yes, what hmm? do we fall short sometimes, or do we do exactly? We know what we're doing. We just don't think we're going to get caught. Well, my objection was that it was a late dinner and not an early dinner. Or am I wrong on the facts? <laughs> Is it falling short uh, if I never jump we, long in the uh, first place? No, we had an early dinner, but... Oh, it was an early dinner. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Jack, we have a couple of exciting Gavi nominees to consider today. First of all, Mecklenburg County Manager. That's the uh, big county that Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina is in. Uh, Mecklenburg County Manager Dina DiOrio gave a press conference in which she said for this holiday, some of this was from when we were on vacation, by the way, um, but I didn't want the awards to go ungiven. She gave a press conference in which she said, for this holiday season, we ask that you stay home and only be around those that you live with. But then Allison Kuznets of the Charlotte Observer asked at the press conference, uh, what are your uh, personal Christmas plans? Well, I will be traveling by car to Durham, North Carolina, to see family. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even connecting in her head the two statements. But, well, wow. and this this is where it gets into what you're always talking about, how incredibly unaware these people are and how power co- corrupts. Uh, WBTV's, uh, WBTV's Brett Jensen Asked, well, why is there a different standard for you as opposed to the general public? She replied, I know who the family is we'll be visiting and where they spend their time, so I feel comfortable making that trip. Unlike my family, who is entirely strangers. (laughs) (laughs) That consort with biker gangs, uh, prostitutes, uh, Middle Eastern terrorist groups? It's not a group. It's a very small number. I feel confident about their safety. If I didn't feel confident, I wouldn't go. Boy, that is as elitist as you can get. That's just plain saying out loud, I'm smart enough to make the determination. You're not. Well, and then a follow-up question. Well, wait a second. If you're telling everyone to stay home... Then why are you recommending different policies for for yourself? Well, I'm making a personal decision based on the information that I have. So that's the decision that I've made, and I think everyone else needs to do the same. So well, we can ignore the first half of this conversation? Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do we have time to get to the second nominee, Michael? Dang it, that's funny. That, then <laughs> you've got my family, which is a whole bunch of complete strangers. Never met them before. <laughs> All you know our name tags. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is another nominee, um, but uh, never mind. Let's just give the Gavi to Charlotte Mecklenburg County uh, the, the supervisor manager chick Dina Diorio has won a Gavi award. <laughs> manager chick. Oh boy. No, you don't understand. It's my family. I know them. But we. But, I know my what? <laughs> um, I just uh, I don't follow the sports that closely. I just saw the Patriots ended up with a 500 or losing record since the f- since they drafted Tom Brady 20 years ago. Yep, for the first time, 20 years they lose him. They go back to being losers. He, however, will be playing in the playoffs this weekend with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did they mortgage their future in recent years, Jack? We'll take your calls. Ooh, yeah, they're, they're they're pretty weak for a while. Oh, those would be rough phone calls.
Uh, I think it was a mistake to re-sign Gronk. They reached in the fourth round. Oh, wow, that's painful. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think I put it up on my Instagram, which is being censored to hell right now, but like, I put it up yesterday. They spent money on a study that came to the incredible conclusion yesterday that trans women playing in female sports have a competitive advantage. No sh- Who could have seen that coming? I had no idea! Uh, Don Jr. there addressing the big crowd in Washington, D.C., because whatever procedural event is going to happen today that uh, gets Joe Biden one step closer officially to being president. 
Yeah, it's the ceremonial certification of the Electoral College. The uh, march is called the Save America March. I'll give them credit for, you know, jazzy uh, jazzy titles anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, should be interesting. Ted Cruz is aligning himself with that as he attempts to win the Trump vote and then keep his own and be the nominee next time around. That's fine. We'll uh, we'll follow that as we go. Uh, a couple of interesting emails, including this one from uh, Brett from San Diego, pointing out here in SoCal, Operation Warp Speed is bogged down into Operation Woke Speed as mm. officials delay distribution while assessing how to properly appease small groups of mouthy activist types. Meanwhile, my independent practitioner physician spouse is unable to get vaccinated. It seems in the past 10 months, state and county officials failed to devise a plan to get vaccines to thousands of practitioners who are not employed by large hospitals. So listen to this. This means IT types working from home for big hospital chains are being vaccinated. But my small practice physician spouse, who actually interacts with patients, is stuck at home trying to make a go of it with clunky telemedicine software. So this is all state-level decisions, this stuff, right? State and county. Because um, this, uh, according to a, an article in something called Persuasion by someone who looked into it, said the CDC at the federal level came scarily close to adopting a plan that would, according to its own models, have killed thousands of Americans. But they almost adopted it anyway. Uh, their initial plan for rolling out the vaccine was going to be based on, quote, social justice. Right. And recommended prioritizing essential workers for COVID-19 over elderly Americans. They scrapped the plan last minute, but the fact that it was being seriously considered, says this writer, uh, should put the idea that the excesses of wokeness are are not a small problem uh, that we can ignore. And now, so, but but that was at the federal level. They said, no, we can't do that. Then it got to the states, and a whole bunch of states are doing it. Right. Well, we hammered this earlier in the show, but we got a note from uh, Roman. Uh, Kate Brown, sister of idiot former California Governor Jerry Brown, the vaccine has a shelf life of 30 days. Watch them have to destroy massive amounts of it because of mismanagement. He's referring to this note from David in uh, Portland that we got. Dave, uh, he sent along the link to the Oregon plan for the initial phase of COVID-19 vaccine distribution. And the second section, health equity, is all about writing historic and contemporary wrongs through who gets the COVID thing first. And they're tying themselves into pretzel knots talking about the first 2% of the population to get the vaccine. And they're running way, way, way behind the pace of other states because they are so tied up in knots. Even Mayor de Blasio in New York said, we got to move to stage two. We got to move to stage two. This is ridiculous. Uh, As he recognizes what is clearly true, the goal has got to be as many people get the vaccine as possible. It doesn't matter whether you're a man, woman, straight, gay, no matter what, we got to get it out there to get herd immunity, especially with this new strain going around. Right. But we're actually now seeing batches of vaccine going to waste, spoiling, because they're so carefully assessing who ought to get the damn You're thing. going to right historic wrongs. First of all, <laughs> that's so complicated. How far back are you going to go? 10 years, 20 years, 200 years, 1,000 years? which historic wrongs? All of them? How about like the wrongs uh, done to the Irish people? How about the Armenian people? Because we have plenty of them but all even over if America. You, even if you accomplish it, even if you take the time and all the mistakes that are going to be made and everything like that, and you do get all the, um, I don't know, uh, relatives 
of Chinese laborers, uh, the, the vaccine first, or people that got put in the Japanese internment camp. You can do all these right things. You, right. you direct the lineage of slavery. Are they going to feel like any historic wrong has been righted? I doubt it. So even, no, if, you, even if you accomplish this, I can't imagine that the so-called victims are going to feel like anything is better in their lives whatsoever. Right. Putting aside whether it's psychotic, since it is, and and whether it's uh, practicable and it's not, it if by some miracle you pulled it off, it wouldn't do any good. Of course not. You're right. God, these people are out of their friggin' minds. Good Lord. I mean, it's pages, and I'm talking about Oregon now, but obviously it's happening all over the place, and the damn CDC almost adopted it. It's pages and pages and pages of painstaking descriptions of the intersectional analysis that needs to be done on who gets the thing. A couple other quick COVID notes. Uh, Airbnb, if you're going to book a stay in Cal Unicornia, is going to make you fill out a form saying it's essential travel um, and you're not violating any local guidelines. You have the owner and employee of a Southern California bar in Costa Mesa um, could each face a year behind bars following a dispute at the business in mid-December in which the the cops wanted to come in and shut them down, and they said, you're not coming in. So you could have people going to jail. I doubt they will, but it could happen. And then a bill introduced in the New York State Assembly would amend the health law permitting the governor of the state to order the removal and or detention of a person deemed to be a threat to the public health. Preemptive jailings, no habeas corpus, no due process, no hearing. If the governor says, Jack Armstrong, you are a threat to the public health, you can be jailed. This will not pass, but the fact that anybody even suggested it, is insane. As Cody Anderson, chair of the Libertarian Party in New York, said, let's put aside for a moment the egregious privacy violation in issuing an order announcing an individual to be a health risk. This bill offers a clear and direct path to unconstitutional and indefinite detainment on the governor's sole authority. No U.S. state was ever meant to have a single person acting as a judge and jury without checks and balances. If this bill is allowed to pass, that is exactly what New York would have. Um, we, I, I think we forgot to mention that the, the Georgia races from yesterday, one is decided, the Democrat won, the other one is still not decided. It's too close to call, but a couple of news organizations have called that one for the Democrat also, which would mean Democrats have control of the Senate. We're not certain about that yet. Uh, a couple other things as I'm going through my notes, I've still got from our Christmas break. Nostradamus's predictions for 2021. Asteroids, zombies, and an overall bad outlook. So wow. if you thought 2021 was going to be significantly better than 2020, n- not if you don't like zombies. At least it's at least it's different, you know? Russia admitted that they had been systematically falsifying COVID numbers. I don't know why they admitted this. There must be, maybe they get some global money. The IMF gives them, do we give them, somebody give them money? I don't know what. Anyway, the government of Russia admitted they'd been falsifying their numbers, and they now admit to having the third largest toll globally of deaths in Russia. That's interesting because the American media just repeated their numbers and the numbers of the Chinese uh, verbatim, like obedient parrots. As we tried to shout, that those numbers are ridiculous and fictional. Yeah. Um, Bunch of 24-year-olds with no life experience bringing you your news every day, typing up the copy that the white-toothed, tussled-haired models uh, deliver to you. 
out the, their pretty, pretty mouths. While we were on vacation, the U.S. dietary guidelines for the year came out. They update them every year. Uh, lots of recommendations by their own people to uh, recommending cutting sugar and alcohol intake. But the advisory panel had um, that that was citing raising obesity and health risks from all these different things, and they they rejected it. So ultimately, they did? yeah, they said, "Nah, eh, we're going to leave things the same." So listen, they're, they're I'm, a, I'm a guy who likes the sauce and sugar. Well, uh, no, I actually I, I you steer don't clear like sugar? sugar best I can, but you but like I'm, it. Of course, everybody I likes sugar. Of course, yeah, yeah, I like sweet. I'm I'm a sweet guy. Um. But uh, who the hell would would say no 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 don't have people cut down on sugar and, and alcohol? I don't know. I read a lot it's about that. Everybody's assuming that big sugar and big alcohol somehow convinced them to ignore their own advisory panel on that. Money, money, money. It's almost money, got money, to money. be, doesn't it? Yeah, they got to a bunch of key senators who said. Listen, if you uh, want your funding <laughs> there at your agency, eh, why don't you just mind your own business? Tell people to eat less and exercise more like you do every year. Um, do the dietary guidelines have like impact on what the FDA can approve nutritionally or anything? Like, What is, I th- what is I don't, the tangible I don't know. impact? I don't, School I don't know. lunches, maybe? I don't know. Possibly, I suppose. I, yeah, I don't know if it has a lot of teeth other than just recommendations. Okay. But um, if you're going to have recommendations that I'm paying for with my taxpayer right. money, I just assume you recommend people taking less sugar. I don't know about the drinking so much. We so need a wise and benevolent monarch in this country. Democracy has fallen apart. It doesn't work. Mm. Not anymore. Those who had gamed the system have gotten so good at their jobs, uh, there's, there's no defense anymore. Rejecting the advice of its own scientific advisors, the federal government released new dietary recommendations that sounded like familiar nutritional <laughs> recommendations, um, as they didn't change them at all. So why does that department exist? Why are those scientists employed? Why is there a budget for them to produce a report? It probably takes every tax dollar I've ever paid or ever will pay as an individual to fund that, that oh, yeah. group. Oh, yeah, that, absolutely. What the, the hell are they? Why have it? The report issued by their own scientific advisory committee recommended the uh, for sugar that they can cut their cut the consumption of sugar in drinks to 6% of daily calories from 10%. It would be fairly drastic, although you obviously don't have to follow them. But, um, And they go through how sugar affects obesity and that sort of stuff, but they, they ignored them and said, no, we're going to leave things the same. Uh, the booze one I remember was pretty good. The recommendation was from five years ago, one drink per day for women, two for men. That remains in place. Um, I think they were going to cut it to one for men. Yeah, oh, I know what it was. The, the one I've was had different. one drink, and I can still remember my problems. The new guidelines do clarify for the first time, and I remember at the time wondering about this, that the, the, the limits apply to those days when alcohol is consumed. The vagueness of the previous recommendation left uh, some people with the impression that when it said 14 drinks over the course of a week, you know, uh-huh. you could wait till Friday night and have <laughs> nine, and then maybe if you can stomach more drinking on Saturday, you could have the other five. But they, 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 they mean per day, you know, limit, and then 14 total. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. It, trust me. The the sort of people that, are, that were, you know, paying attention to that, well, first of all, the number of people that were paying attention to that and then over drinking and then care what you think is zero. But um, 
pe- people that were drinking 12 drinks on Friday night and then two in the morning on Saturday to get out of bed no. are not going to change their habits because you clarified it slightly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Who is this for? That is hilarious. Very, very funny. Well, I'm not allowed to have them all on uh, Friday. Oh, damn it. Oh, I, f- I just assumed I could have all 14 drinks on Friday afternoon and then recover all the way up till Monday morning when I go back to work. Um, we'll have the latest on a bunch of other stuff on the way. We're still watching that one Senate race in Georgia to see how that turns out. Armstrong and Getty. Are you going to support him in the uh, the fraudulent votes? This election, no, I'm not. Why not? Because my remarks in It's going to be a real long. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? It's a long story, but the. We have a constitution. The constitutional process is clear. I'll follow the constitution, and I'll explain all what we made in Congress this week. Trump is a juggernaut. Your legacy is nothing. You're a joke. Absolute joke. It's disgusting shame. So it's Mitt Willard Romney being confronted somewhere by uh, Trump supporters who wanted him to fight the electoral college results today i guess and he said he's not going to in a very polite manner which is mitt romney's way it's very on brand yeah exactly um and then she suggested that there was probably vote fraud in utah to get him elected i'm thinking of like the best known mormon in all of utah who's a republican getting elected is probably legit I think this is an interesting angle on all this stuff in a piece for the atlantic uh somebody called mckay coppins Talked to several journalists who became stars during the Trump era. Once obscure correspondents who were recast in the popular imagination as resistance heroes fighting for truth, justice, in the American way. They were showered with book deals, speaking gigs, and hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers. Are you trying to make me vomit? Trump's endless media bashing also desensitized many news outlets to Republican accusations of bias. What comes next once their foil exits the stage is the question. It didn't, she goes on to say, it didn't really require any special bravery to report on, uh, critically on Donald Trump. No. That's the thing <laughs> I've always kidding? liked about this. So you're talking to your friends in Manhattan or San Francisco or LA or whatever who also hate Trump and you're bravely standing up to him and, and what? And it's you're like a you're, at a, you're at a Dodgers game rooting for the Dodgers and calling yourself the resistance. Right. What does that even mean? And you get invited to uh, to parties where they all agree with you and you talk about how you're going to fight and they all cheer. And <laughs> whatever. Good for you. Fantastic. Knock yourself yeah. out. Love yeah. your life. But I wonder what you do now. Well, as I've said more than once, and I think we're about to find out it's true, the whole the weird coalition between moderate Democrats, way left Democrats, your violent scumbag Antifa types, and the rest of it, they all kind of hung together because Trump. You had to hate Trump. It's the resistance, blah, blah, blah. But these, these people, number one, are halfwits, a lot of them, and number two, have nothing in common. So I'm looking forward to that whole thing crumbling. Now, whether journalism will improve slightly... I don't know. I've lost all hope for America's journalists. But uh. Oh, I came up with the uh, QAnon phrase that you see on T-shirts, just so you'll know um, what the T-shirt means. I'll hit you with that when we get to uh, Final Thoughts. Final Thoughts with A-N-G. Yeah! Yeah! 
Uh, here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Why not get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day? There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, I've had a few people ask, and so far, no sweats, no shakes. I'm hanging in there. I haven't been eating any sugars, but it's only been a few days. So I'm trying. I'm well, your trying. body will adjust. Your body will adjust. Sure, yeah. You'll lose your taste for the super sweet stuff. It happened to me. Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. Sean? Started watching the show Hannibal Jack has been talking about. Uh, I'm enjoying it, and I didn't realize the uh, the powerful cast that is involved with that. Mads Mickelson, Larry Fishburne, uh, some, some oh. heavy hitters. Oh, heavy yeah. hitters. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. It's gory, though. Do not go to that unless you have any idea yeah, I gotta how gory not, it is. I got to not watch it before bed. Anymore. Oh, watch with the kids. It'll bring the family together. Jack, a final thought for us? So here's what I was talking about earlier. If you see somebody with the T-shirt, and now that you're aware of it, you'll see it around. WWG1WGA. You might see it on bumper stickers or T-shirts or that sort of thing. Uh, it's for where we're going, one guardian will admit. It's a QAnon phrase that's very popular. And uh, now that you've heard it, you'll probably see it around. Interesting. Uh, my final thought, I was going to get to this story at some point, but uh, there's um, there's a warming of the air over the North Pole, and they say this is a major global warming event, and it can cause warmer winters and colder winters. So, as <laughs> usual, no matter what happens, that will be evidence that this is happening. It's kind of like be very concerned. the whole racism thing. Everything is evidence of racism, so everything's evidence of climate change. Including denial that it's evidence of racism. That's proof of racism. There you go. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. So why don't you go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have links to all the big stories and videos and stuff we talked about. Uh, you got your, uh, oh, your brand new uh, KFTC t-shirts are available. Good stuff. We'll certainly know results of a bunch of things tomorrow. See you then. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios. Mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? McDonald's has announced that next month it will begin offering three new chicken sandwiches to compete with Chick-fil-A. While to compete with McDonald's, Chick-fil-A announced they're going to install broken ice cream machines. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 